to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Tonight, I'm once again joined by my co-host, Laurie. Hello again. Hello, Laurie. And we're also joined by a, a special guest this evening, and he's a writer for the, the blog section of the site, and he's also an active member of the forum. Hello, John. Hi, Craig. All right, how are you doing, Laurie? John? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? Aye, good, good. Uh, it was good to meet up with you last night. It was, aye. You'd... A few drinks had been had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully I wasn't too drunk when we were speaking, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. the, the fact that you can't remember, the fact that you can't remember, Craig, would maybe <laughs> indicate that you were. <laughs> well, it was uh, the day of the Scotland game, obviously, and I'd started drinking at 10 o'clock on the, the train through, and what was it, about 9 o'clock at night? Um, it was just before 10 o'clock that I met yeah. you. Yeah. I'd had a few beers. <laughs> You're still I, so that's that's one thing. It's a positive. Yeah, I think I ended up getting the, the train home after that. I can't remember. <laughs> I think I think I'd lost my mates at that point. Can't remember. Well, at least you got there. That's the main thing. Not sure. So so yeah, uh, Scotland played the Czech Republic yesterday, and well, we all know that they they drew two each, and I was at the game. John, you were at the game as well. I was indeed, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, was. A, it was a good atmosphere uh, on the run-up to the games and when we went ahead, but, well, the game ended with some crazy cheat towards the referee. It was disappointing. Yeah, I think I think there's no doubt that there was disappointment at the end and uh, I don't think there's any doubt that there was a bit of cheating going on uh, on behalf of the Czech Republic striker. I don't think... Um, there's really any question or any need to to see it much because yep, he went down extremely easily. There was no touch. <sighs> Unfortunately, these things happen. It, it was gutting and I was very angry at the time. I kind of thought afterwards that maybe Levine should have referred back to our overall performance a bit. I heard him, I think someone said that he's described us as terrific and to be honest, I thought we were a long way away from terrific. I thought we were poor throughout. It's... It's an awful way to lose a game, no matter how you've performed throughout. But I, I have to say, I, I was disappointed overall, not just in the the manner of the of, of the goal, which robbed us of the win, but just the manner of the performance overall. Yeah, I was say, oh, I was disappointed. I was behind the the goal when the the, the penalty incident took place, and I I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was just it's for it to be so late in the game as well. I knew that the the two goals we had got, they'd come out the blue, really. I don't think we had many shots on goal, other than the actual goals. I think maybe Miller had a a headed cross that was caught by the keeper, but other than that, we didn't really force any saves. So when they got the penalty, I just thought, no, that's it. There's no way we're going to come back. And I was actually surprised that we we did go up front and attack. And Berra, well... I'm not sure if he got clipped or not, but I would I would have thought that he would have stayed on his feet if he had the chance to because, he, well, he could have got a shot away. There was a couple of players at the back post he maybe could have uh, dinked the ball to. So I, I just don't know why he would have went down. And for the referee, the highlights show that pretty much as Bear has fallen, the referee's going to his pocket to get the yellow card. I don't know. It's, I don't know why he'd make that decision so quickly to say that it was a dive. Yeah, maybe say it, was, it wasn't it was a penalty, but 
to say it's a dive, it's it's a bit strong. It's a brave decision, I thought, in the last minute to not give the penalty. Um, yeah, especially yeah. after the way he was getting treated after the, the they got their penalty, yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't given just simply because of the penalty that had just been given. I think if that had been at any other time in the match and the incident previously hadn't happened, I, I, I don't think we would have been too angry at not getting a penalty. I think there was a touch, but I don't think there's any doubt that Berra threw himself down fairly, fairly dramatically. Yeah. It's one of those that I really hate. It's when the player gets touched, but you can tell the touch didn't cause him to fall over because he takes another stride. And then he's already, you know, then he's thought, oh, I could go down now, get a penalty. And then it comes the, it's those where they drag their feet or they kind of make themselves, trip themselves up type thing they do. And it's, it was disappointing simply because of the decision that had just happened at the other end. Uh, to be honest, looking at that on its own, I could see why the referee would make that call, even if technically it's a penalty. It's just overall, I thought the referee was pretty terrible. Um, he should have given the checks a penalty in the first half. I don't know how he didn't give that one because he was right in front of it. Um, Charlie yeah, Adam. Yeah, that was Adam, yeah. Nowhere near the ball. It was. I don't even know why he went in like that, to be honest. It was a bizarre way to try and tackle in the box. Um and did, we were we got a let off with that one, but obviously that doesn't make up for the fact that, you know, right and right on full time almost giving them a penalty like that. Um, I wouldn't want to dwell on the decision too much then because you know, no matter what you can do, we can complain about the ref and we can, you know, whatever right to FIFA UEFA try and get him maybe rested for a couple of games if that's what you say. Yeah, but yeah. you know, decisions arrested. Yeah, that too if you could. <laughs> But I, I would prefer just to concentrate on Scotland's performance overall because, you know, the one decision, as bad as it was, these things happen. But we shouldn't have been... We shouldn't be putting ourselves in a position where we're susceptible to that because, to be honest, the Czechs should have been comfortably ahead before we went 1-0 up. They should have been comfortably ahead by the time um, they equalised. So I just thought overall we're poor. I don't know what Levine's trying to do at times with the way he sets the team out. We seem to be far too negative considering we're at Hamden. And Czech Republic aren't a great team anymore. I think man for man, we've possibly even got better players than them. But, yeah, on paper, definitely I would agree with that. Yeah. But they pressed us better, I thought. They moved it about better. And we just seem so rigid. And I just, I've not been impressed with it. And as I said to you guys earlier, I honestly don't think we've played, I can't think of one good performance in this campaign so far, apart from when we were 2-0 down to Spain. But, you know, that's typical Scotland. It's not the games against, it's not gallantly losing to Spain that we need to do it. So we need to beat Lithuania's and comfortably beat Liechtenstein and beat teams like the Czech Republic, yeah. but we don't. And there's a lot of positivity about Levine. And as much as I want him to succeed, I don't know. what He, he seems to get a lot more um, leeway, I think, because of his relationship with the SFA, his, rela- his relationship with the, the media as well, I think is often highlighted. But it's been the worst start to a campaign in almost two decades. Even Bertie Votes started better. And I was actually looking at the Bertie Votes start because, uh, don't get me wrong, Bertie Votes, it, sometimes I think he got a bit too harshly treated, but at the same time, it was a dreadful period for Scotland. But you look at his games and in that campaign, we'd be Iceland away, we'd be Iceland home. We got beat by Lithuania away, but we drew with the Germans at home. I remember we played pretty well at game, beat the Pharaohs at home. And then we beat Lithuania at home as well. And we actually got to the playoffs. So, Make of that what you will. I, I'm not trying to say that I think the team was playing <laughs> better under votes, but I just think 
Levine seems to get a lot of leeway with the way we're playing. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it'll last unless we vastly improve quickly. Yeah, there's been there's been calls for his for his head really. There was a, a topic on the forum uh, almost straight away following the, the draw saying should he be sacked or should he be backed? And well, I think right now anyway, I'm in the camp where I think that he should be backed at least until the end of this campaign. I think we are five points behind the checks with a game in hand, so we can bring that back to two points of difference if we if we win our game in hand. I think it's going to come down to a must win against Spain, which I think is our final <laughs> final game. Yeah. <laughs> a must win away to Spain as well. Yeah, but I think I think we need to really leave it until until the end of the campaign before we decide, because right now, however unlikely, we are still in it. Yeah, we're maybe still in it, but realistically, it's not going to happen, is it? Oh yeah, you're right. It's it's yeah. it's it's done. Let's face it. That's it. It's 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 pretty much done. I think even if we won our two games and the Czechs lost their games and we finished ahead of them, I don't know if that would even be enough to get into the playoff. Because does does everyone get into the playoff now? I know they didn't used to. I can't remember. I don't think so. Um, Is it not nine? Nine groups uh, yeah. and only the top eight, I think, get in. I think. Uh, to be honest, we we wouldn't we wouldn't get through a playoff against a second team anyway at the moment. I I I think that's pretty much over. I mean, to be honest, we play Lithuania on Tuesday, but Lithuania are terrible. We should beat them still, but I don't think it mean anything. And that's the problem, you know. We went to Lithuania in the first game, and it wasn't the worst result in the world. But Lithuania aren't even as good as they once were. Um, you know, and I should know my Lithuanian football. I support Hearts, so uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I actually get to see a couple of Hearts players uh, in an international game. But <laughs> you know, I just I think the way we played in Lithuania, the way we played at home to Liechtenstein as well. I mean, that was one of the worst performances. The only that's the thing, the one game we've won, we were absolutely dreadful against a team full of you know, with all due respect, Liechtenstein. But most of them are postmen and builders and whatnot, and it's like. We're an international team. We got players who play regularly in the English Premier League, and for Rangers and Celtic, we can be. Why? Why did they play so badly together in that situation? Yeah. And I know that. I think it's a different argument. I know a couple of people said to me because I was doing my usual kind of whining on the forum last night. Um, <laughs> a couple of people said, "Well, you know, we're just not that good." But I, I, I don't. I can accept that at club level when we're comparing. Our teams, but when you look at a team where we've got, you know, Bardsley plays week in, week out in the Premier League, Fletcher, although he hasn't played for Man United recently, plays a lot for Man United. Um, we've got a lot of experienced players in there and a lot that play in English top flight. So I I don't buy that when we play Liechtenstein that we should be struggling like that. You know, we should comfortably beat a team like that and we should go to Lithuania and have the confidence to attack. But yeah. it's Craig Levine and I endured... A couple of years in his heart, endured is the wrong word because he did well. He did well with us, but he was never someone who liked to play great football. He was always keep it tight, direct, and punt the ball as hard as you can to Mark De Vries. So I'm just skeptical as to how good our football is going to be under him. But I think I don't want him sacked yet because, for one, I don't know if anyone else would do any better or who else would even take the job, to be honest. It's improvement from Burley, although that wasn't really that wasn't really hard. So for now, I mean, it was Sheeny Bob who started the the Levine sacked her back thread. 
and he was basically just saying his overriding feeling is Levine must carry the can. The lineup against the Czechs was nothing short of shameful. His behaviour there, thereafter towards the press was cringeworthy. Does this guy have what it takes to be successful national boss, or is he the best we can attract? Um, I think Black Dog immediately tried to divert the topic to Oasis being on Sky Sky Arts One, which probably would have been a good idea. Bundy as well said, has he actually improved the team? Started off very poor, but has got but has got better. The players are hardly world beaters, and Scotia is on its um, behind right now. I'll just say that. That isn't Levine's fault. I doubt anyone could do much better with the players available. I, I sympathise with that. Well, empathise with that to a degree. I think he has improved it, and I don't think we're dreadful. I just don't think we're ever doing that great. I just never see much in games that inspires me, to be honest. And I know it's Scotland, and you know you don't really expect to be inspired, but <laughs> I expect a little better. I think one of the the problems with Levine is he came out with this four six zero formation that, well, I think. When uh, I think it was the Sun that, that broke the, the news that they were going to play that formation, and it's just like, nah, you 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 can't play without a striker. It just goes against everything that the the years of watching football, and and then they did go without a striker, and it, it didn't work out. But I think the fact that Levine has since continually uh, argued for it and said, yeah, yeah, uh, I was right almost. Uh, he's, well, he's definitely not admitting that he was wrong. And choosing that formation, and I think if he just held his hands up and say, "Yeah, I made a mistake. I, I thought I thought it would work, and it didn't." But he just—I I don't know if it's arrogance. He's—he doesn't seem to be that kind of guy. He doesn't come across as arrogance. But to continually say that it was—it wasn't the wrong thing to do. It, it does come across arrogance. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I, his stubbornness after that annoyed me almost more. In the lineup itself. Yeah, maybe maybe stubbornness is better than better more than arrogance. I think yeah. you've got to hold your hands up sometimes, and that annoyed me a lot after the game because you know I think I don't think anyone could say that he he, he didn't get it that you know that it wasn't wrong. I think afterwards it was quite clearly. I'm shooting you himself. They got it wrong, but it was no no. It was working until they scored. Well, that's well that's the whole that's the whole problem, isn't it? You went there to not concede. I don't think you went yeah. there at all to play a game and. I just, I think four six zero criticizing the formation is maybe not the problem as such because some people argue that Barcelona play that, but the problem is we're not Barcelona. We don't have players. You know, Barcelona don't play with a striker pretty much. They're just swapping and moving. And but we don't have yeah. players to do that. That's the problem. You, you have to play with what you've got. You have to play at your strengths. If you're not going to suddenly be able to put out Scotland and just say right, you know, look how Barcelona played. Do that. It's not as easy as that. Otherwise, we'd all just you know get up and play and be brilliant but you can't do that so I think the the problem is that Barcelona they're just they're accustomed to building from the back Valdez just really gives the ball to the nearest player and the nearest player wants it whereas for Scotland and in a large case for the club level we're used to the keeper getting the ball and, and yeah we will sometimes make the, the quick break away but the majority of the time, the keeper gets the ball, he kind of bounces it a few times, he, he messes about a bit, and then he'll just hoof it as far as he can to target man up, up top. And, well, that just doesn't work when there isn't somebody up front. And especially in that game, that that, that was shown, the McGregor was just... He's just really got one, one mode, especially when it gets to a goal kick, and he just 
hoofs it sometimes out the pitch to the left hand side, which he, he likes to curl a ball out there for a throw in. But he was he was trying to do what he does at club level, and it just wasn't working because there was nobody there. I think looking at yesterday's game, a couple of things stood out pretty obvious to the fans anyway. There was no width at all on the left. We were playing Bardsley and Naismith, who both want to cut inside. Yeah. Um, and also, for us playing five in midfield, the midfield wasn't really, really narrow because Morrison and Naismith kept on wanting to come in and play central inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that in midfield, I, th- I thought that there was times that we were we were doing well. I thought we were, we were passing the ball about well and then there would just be a misplaced pass. It was like maybe... A, a loss of concentration or something, but we we seem to switch quite quickly from being very good to just being woeful, like they really bad. And I, I'm not really sure why that was because it wasn't really until well, I assume you're laughing because you're going to say quality. <laughs> I'm try- I was just trying to remember when we were doing well because I can't I can't really remember many times that we were doing well yesterday, but. Maybe it was... No, they, they seem to, they seem to be one or two one or two passes, <laughs> and then it would go wrong. That 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 was the one from centre back to right back, and then as soon as it got past, the, I just think we just don't look like we can move the ball around, and I think there's a systematic problem, and I think it's been talked about, you know, by many of the authorities and many people on the forum as well. The way that our games trained from grassroots up, we we don't we don't look at playing football the right way. And it's the world's caught up now, and suddenly the the direct and physicality and whatnot that you kind of get in the British game is sort of it's I think it's just fallen behind pretty much. And mm-hmm. although Barcelona is a benchmark, which I don't think anyone will ever reach, that idea of short passing and moving, I think it works. And you know the Czechs weren't it wasn't like astounding to watch. They weren't doing anything brilliant. They were just keeping the ball, and we just. Don't look like yeah. we, I don't understand why we can't do that because I'm sorry, I know we're not great, but I know that players like Darren Fletcher, you know Morrison, Nace, I know that they can pass the ball. So I I couldn't sit and single out individual players most of the time in Scotland. You know this games where certain people play badly, but it seems to just be a collective sort of malaise about them, and I can only then look at the management for that. He doesn't seem to. I don't know what his approach for the game is. We just seem to be too negative, as John says, too narrow, and we just can't seem to keep the ball. And we just seem bereft of ideas, to be honest. And we'd knock it about a couple of times, and then occasionally flight a diagonal long ball to Miller, who had no one near him. So I mean, yeah. the use in that, I don't know. You know, and I thought it was easier for them. And to be honest, other than that penalty decision, two-two probably flattered us. I think that kind of is overshadowing a lot. I heard a lot of people just focusing on that one decision, which was annoying. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I was raging at the time. But there's bigger problems for us than just that one decision. We I hope we don't look back and go, oh, it was it was all great, you know, until that our whole campaign fell apart at that one moment because there's deeper problems than that for Scotland. Yeah. Did we have any more than two shots on we target? Three shots on target. Was, does that include Miller's cross? I think and, it must have been Miller's header. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It, technically that was going on target, but it, it, well, it definitely wasn't a shot. But but yeah, that's the only one I can think of. There was there was one where Naismith had a bad touch, and the keeper got it. But then again, was that going towards goal? I'm I'm not really sure if that would count. But we yeah, had, yeah, we had. It said that we had three shots on target. And Czech Republic had three. 
Um, and then right. we had two shots off target, and Czech Republic had five off target. Yeah, but they had a really good. Was it Barros had a really good chance just yeah. just beyond the six yard line when they hit it over the bar. It was easier yeah. to score, as they say. I think I think what you call it is. Oh, what's his name now? It's been that long since he's been in the squad. Uh... Peter Van Vossen. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's another one, yeah. Is it Ivalumo? That's the one. Oh. It's a, oh, an Ivalumo moment, I <laughs> Oh, that, that picture still haunts me. The look on his face as it goes by the, the post. Never mind the look on his face. They're looking 50,000 Scottish <laughs> fans. Yeah. <laughs> I think, see, part of me... But... I don't like our selection policy to a degree sometimes. I think, I know Levine's trying to build this club mentality, as he always says, but the problem is it's not a club. Um, and I think, I didn't think Hutton looked like he was ready to play a game like that. Um, he grew it. He, he, he started looking not too bad second half, but he looked well off the pace for a while. Um, and I think at times I see players doing well in the SPL for their teams and performing week in, week out. And sometimes I think you maybe have to look at form a bit more. I know he does it more so than some people have in the past, but I still, th- like Sir Jamie Murphy, I don't know how he's never been in the Scotland squad. It's a different option. You know, he like he's good with the ball. He's fast. He likes to pass it, move it around. He's one of those who can kind of play out wide and drift in and move around. I don't know why that option was never used. That's just as one example, yeah. for instance. And we just have very... There's limited options, and as John pointed out, there's a lack of width, and it's like, well, there are players out there you could use. I mean, even someone like Templeton, you know, I would never expect Templeton to be starting for Scotland because he's an on-off player. You know, some games he can look brilliant for Hearts and look like, you know, no one can touch him. Some games he'll be anonymous, but I think that's the curse of being a winger. But it's just as a different option, you know, someone who can, who is can play wide player and take players on. And again, I'm, I'm not even calling for Templeton to be in the squad. All I'm saying is, it just seems to have limited imagination and getting other options, you know, mixing up. It's the same kind of team, the same formation, very narrow, very uninspiring. And, you know, maybe we won't get hammered by any teams, but we're not going to win many games like that either, I don't think. Yeah. It was Yesterday, uh, I know that they scored their second goal very late on and there wasn't much time to react, but a player like Greg Wilde, Templeton, uh, James Forrest... Those kind of players who are going to are going to scare defenders. I think that they would have been good to be called on at that point. And instead of that, he decides to bring on Don Cowie for Charlie Adam, which I just I just didn't understand that at all. Especially well, Goodwillie would be another one that you could just bring on and basically just say, look, you're only going to be on for a few minutes, so just run non-stop. Is there anything? Don't hold back. Is there anything wrong with playing four four two as well? I mean, at home, I, I, I don't see the point in having five in midfield if if that's how we're going to set them out. So, dare, dare I suggest we play with two strikers? I mean, I know it's Levine, so it's exciting that we even had one striker. But I mean, is it that the Czechs? I mean, I can understand if we're at home to Spain that you don't want to play two strikers, but Czech Republic. Yeah, well, I would, I would agree, yeah, about having the two strikers, but I thought that Fletcher done well in his midfield role, especially like he had a hand in both goals. He done really well for the first one. He created it, and he was there for the tapping if there was going to be a chance. And for the second goal, he made up the ground. So I thought he did well in the, the, kind of the midfield slash attack. I thought Fletcher did well, and... 
I think no matter, I know he's been ill and he's been out for a while, but as much as I may be contradicting myself here in terms of talking form, but I think maybe a few players are too good for a team like Scotland not to have in. Um, and Darren yeah. Fletcher's one of those. I think the fact that anyone who plays as regularly for Man United as he has in the past, and you, generally you see him in the big games, especially he'll be in there. I think that speaks volumes for how good he is. And uh, I think he did well. I, I thought Miller did okay as well. You know, he gets a lot of critics, Miller, but as much as the keeper should have saved his goal, you know, you've got to get them on target. It was his wrong foot as well. Um, and I thought he did brilliantly for the second goal as well. Good composure, take the ball in there and an inch perfect pass, perfectly weighted as well, which not an easy thing to do to be honest in that situation. It would be very easy for him to just try and drive it, drive it towards goal and he didn't. So I thought, it was, yeah, I, I, you used the term inch perfect and yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was perfect. Um, I mean, looking ahead, are you going to the game? Are you going to the game on Tuesday, John? Lithuania. I am. Yep. Yeah. Um, it will be a different team, definitely, because Scott Brown and Kenny Miller both got booked yesterday. Yep. For silly bookings. Um, Scott Brown, typical rash challenge. Needless, yep. Oh, I don't know what he was up to there. Was trying to get to, to one leg either side of the player. It was, it was coming from behind. <sighs> it was. But the problem with yeah. the tackle like that, I thought it looked like he actually tried to make it a harder tackle than what it was. He looked like he went in, got the ball, but then he he'd almost tried to hack the guy down just for the sake of hacking him down. And it was like, uh, Scott Brown all over really, isn't it? It is. Um, Kenny Miller's, I thought, was soft. I don't think it was a booking. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but then the referee made a few poor decisions. Yeah, one, That's... on a bit of a lighter note, uh, one of the, the abuse that the referee was getting, the guy next to me was... Uh, he chose to to call the referee a porn star. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was Dutch. That was his polite polite abuse after he gave the the penalty. Could be a compliment. I mean, what if you're going to choose a career path? I I don't know. Referee, porn star. I know which I, I know which one I'd choose. <laughs> you're just a, you're just a effing porn star. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought actually going back to the the looky likey thread recently, he looked a bit like Ronald Koeman. I did, I did actually. I can see that actually. I, I, he also looks like a guy I play golf with. <laughs> we're talking about is he that a porn this star? morning. Uh, he's not a porn star. Is no, he not that I know anyway. And his, his first name's not Ronald. No. Ah oh, well, just the guy I play golf with. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Craig because you, you sent me a text. Yes, it was a bit late, but you had a, you had a spare ticket for the game, didn't you? Oh. Yeah, yeah, we were going to the game yesterday. There was meant to be four of us, and one of the guys called off at the last minute because he had he had a a, a dicky tummy would maybe be the <laughs> the best way of putting it. But yeah, I had a spare ticket, so I was texting around. I texted yourself, Laurie, but it was what was it about eleven o'clock or something? So uh, I, I was, it was, it was getting pretty late. I, you know what? Yeah. I don't like going to Glasgow. I prefer Edinburgh. And <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe go to the rugby. And I'm only joking. I hate rugby. But um, yeah. But I noticed that was quite funny. So I thought maybe we could throw one light-hearted thing out there since it's all doom and gloom. Reasons you maybe missed the big match and what match it was and why you missed it. Maybe it was the same reason for that that you were um <clears throat> busy in the uh, the lavatory. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for either either end you know maybe it was too late you were out on the sauce too late i remember one game i actually missed and it was under burley at the start when we were 
you know, when we were un- unbeatable, as we like to sing. And I think it was when we went to Tanadice, and I was still kind of drunk, and I missed the train. So I had to, <laughs> so I had to watch it in the pub instead. Um, I think my dad ended up having to go himself because he lives up north, and I was supposed to meet him there. But yeah, missed the train. Nothing too exciting, just too much to drink, which I'm probably, I'm sure is probably the, the usual excuse for missing a game. Yeah. Well, I've got the, the Lithuania game on Tuesday. It's my wedding anniversary, so I'm gonna have to, to stay in and and maybe sneak some updates via the forum. <laughs> Unless I can persuade the wife to to come out. I'll send you a text when Zalukas bullets in the winner from a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did ask her if she wanted to go to the pub to watch it. <laughs> you're so ro- you're so romantic, Craig. What what are we doing for my, for my anniversary? Go to the pub and watch Scotland Lithuania. Well, I could just pretend that we're going to the pub for a drink and then so just chance. Pretend. Oh look, the football's on. The big screen up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. I'm pretty sure she'll uh, she'll be savvy to that. But yeah. um, well, what are your hopes for Tuesday then, John? Are you are you excited now that it's pretty much meaningless? <laughs> it's going to be a, just a, it's just going to be a damp squib, I think. Um, the only positive thing might be the fact that Scott Brown is not in the team. We might get to see some different players. Maybe the likes of Goodwill will get a chance, or maybe we'll play Snodgrass or Forrest, bit of width. But I read earlier there's talk of uh, Stephen Naismith playing up front, which doesn't inspire me much. I think he's better as a wide player or off a striker. Well, he's got a good goals ratio. Is it four four goals so far in the SPL? So he's I know he's not been playing as a out-and-out striker in a lot of those games, but but I think that that's a brilliant ratio. I, mean, I thought Scott Brown was quite wide. Do we not? Uh, does he not provide that? Well, wide though. He's a wide though. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's pretty much meaningless. But we should. Lithuania are terrible these days. I think. Um, I, I, I still. I think if we want to do predictions, I suppose we'd be as well. We we failed. What, what, how, I think we all pretty much failed. Well, me and you both failed, Craig, didn't we? Oh, oh it's no, no surprise. That... Did you just stand on your cat there? <laughs> is that a guest? Is that the other guest member? <laughs> a special guest, Wendy the cat. <laughs> I, I, I went for a 3-0 a Scotland victory. I was very, very confident. And Laura, you went for a 3-1. I was closer at least, but that's that's. I'm always uh, close enough. Yeah. Well, aye. Not much better, like better than me. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing John what his prediction is for the for Tuesday's game. When you go, John, you give us the you give us your prediction. Stick first. your neck out. Uh, I'll go two 0 Two two. I'll be optimistic. Two 0 I think we'll win two 0 Two two nil to Scotland. That's... Yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. We've, we've got to win a game at some point. I I don't think Hearts. I mean, sorry, I don't think Lithuania will. Uh... Provide too much <laughs> test. I mean, Lithuania can't score against Liechtenstein over two games. So, um, but then again, they beat the Czech Republic in the Czech Republic, which mm-hmm. means um, I suppose they must have did even them. They may have even played a striker, you know. So maybe they're an adventurous team compared to us. But uh, I, I say three 0 Scotland. I think maybe it'll even help the fact that it means nothing. They'll maybe relax the players a bit and hopefully we can string more than two passes together and maybe maybe. Dare attempt fate, play with two strikers. Oh, exciting! <laughs> <laughs> all out, all out attack. <laughs> I'd like to see Barry Barron get a chance. I think he offers a bit something a bit different. If we're oh, playing yeah. maybe five in midfield, he's at least a bit of a playmaker, attacking wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think scoreline. I'm going to go for a, a three-one to us. 
You think confident? You think Lithuania will score? Yep, I just think that in defence, the especially the the central defence, we we just looked shaky on Saturday. So so yeah, I think we'll leak a goal. That wee Novakovas is good as well. He'll be tearing, he'll be tearing them left, right, and centre. <laughs> is he is he at Hearts or is he on loan at St Johnson? Is there someone? No, no, he's no. No, he. You should know he scored against your lot the other week. Remember? Everyone scores against us. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Novakovas, he's been doing right this season. Again, same as I said with Templeton, he's he's that kind of winger. Some games he looks fantastic and he'll take players on, and some games he just doesn't look like he could take it past. Um, I'm trying to think of someone bad, but <laughs> Gary Caldwell. <laughs> Aye, there you go, Gary Caldwell. So um, yeah, I, I suppose yeah, I'll get to see a couple of our players, see how they're doing, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Scotland have got, surely got to win on Tuesday. If we don't win on Tuesday, then I, there's just no hope. Yeah, I was I was looking at the, the actual group tables, and it's it's too complicated to to work out who would be the the best runners up if we were to to get second place because we've got we've only got five five teams in our group, and. A lot of them have got six teams in their group, so... All they do is yeah. minus... All they do, I think, is just they disregard the results against the lowest because we've not got a bottom-seeded team in our group. So, yeah. So, yeah. you pretty much... The easiest way to think of it is pretty much minus six points of everyone because it's usually San Marino or Luxembourg or someone who... The, the, the games that won't get taken into account. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to maybe move on. I know we did bring up... We were speaking League Cup last week... Um, but it wasn't something that got discussed much in the forum, so I didn't want to really push it too much on today's show. We had a, a couple of suggestions, but... Yeah, I think... It, we were talking about the League Cup, and and I don't know I don't know if it's if it's ever had an appeal, not in, not in my lifetime, not that I can remember. It, it's always... It is a cup, and to win a cup is... is well, it's, there's, it's brilliant. It's, it's part of the... Potentially a, a treble, potentially a double, maybe even the only trophy of the season, but it's a trophy nonetheless. I but I was I do like the idea of a, a British Cup, and I don't know. I think that that maybe saying a British Cup from from round one would maybe be a bit much. So I like the idea of maybe delaying it until maybe the last four in Scotland, the last four in England, and, and creating almost a British Cup, but almost almost like a Super Cup. Like the, <laughs> You could build it up to be, well, it's going to be the Battle of Britain. <laughs> you know what happened last time we did that? <laughs> Hearts v <he's first. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but I think that, that that's massive. I think delaying it until the semi-final stage, I think, would maybe tempt English teams because... If if we decide to to put everybody in the pot from the word go, then I think that they're going to turn around and say, well, why? Why is it going to benefit us playing against, say, the Man United drawing against East Stirling? That kind of that kind of difference in in class, I I don't think they would be up for that. But I think saying, yeah, the, the top four, maybe the top eight, something like that. But but yeah, I do like the idea of bringing the the two competitions together. I don't think it'll ever happen, to be honest, and I don't. I, I don't know who would benefit to do that. I don't know why England would want to even consider joining with us, to be honest. It'd be like the Welsh League going, can we join with you and have a, a Scottish and Welsh Cup? Because, I mean, even the old firm, the, the, the Man United's and 
Arsenal's and Chelsea's, do, do they really want to have to play the old firm? You know, they're they're also not very good, and they bring with them, you know, the baggage that it's pretty much probably all they hear about yeah, down, yeah. down there. So I can see it happening. Um, Charlie Boy says, well, doesn't really agree with the British Cup, but no team should disregard their own League Cup. But at the end of the day, it's a trophy and a medal. It should also be a Europe, European place up for grabs. But after last week, dot, dot, dot. Um, which yeah. I think is what I said. I would like, I would have liked one of our European places to be assigned to, to the League Cup. But obviously, since we've lost a place, I don't know if we really could because I think third should always be a European place as well. The only way I could think of doing it is maybe a sort of ranking system, a pecking, pecking order style, which is what I suggested, that you have like, so league places first. If someone wins a Scottish Cup, they get a place in Europe. If someone wins the League Cup, they get a place in Europe if the Scottish Cup winner is, you know, qualified already, which, let's be honest, the chances are the old firm will win them all anyway, but mm-hmm. it means that there's a good chance if you win the League Cup, you will get in Europe because the likelihood is that Rangers or Celtic would win the Scottish Cup. So it would just mean that at least there's a chance of getting in Europe th- through the League Cup and it would at least give some sort of incentive. Um, and none but would we would we want that for the, the coefficient? Yeah, I don't well, think so. Part of me thinks that to win a cup, I mean, do we really get many poor cup winners? I mean, Dundee United won a Scottish Cup. Yep, we do, yeah. Well, we no, no, cup, sorry, I, I, not I, cup winners. Never, yeah, we should sorry. never, runners-up should never be, I'd, I'd never agree with that, I'd never seen the point in it, It's just, that's just ridiculous, but, I mean, what we've had and what we've had, well, Dundee United won the Scottish Cup, Hearts have won the Scottish Cup a couple of times in the last sort of 10, 15 years, um, Hibs won the League Cup, so yeah, well, Hibs, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> Livingston, were it? I think. Yeah, once. I think they were actually. They was that not when they were around, sort of finishing third as well? I remember that final yeah. well because they they beat the wee team. I mean, they beat Hibs two uh, 0 I think uh, Jamie McAllister scored. I remember that. But yeah, it, it wasn't a topic that got great interest, and I think that maybe just sums up the League Cup. Not a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of yeah, people really so. care. So we'll move on from that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that we best mentioned Celtic. I've been been awarded a place in the, the Europa League after Sion lost their, one of their many, many appeals against their exclusion due to a, a transfer ban and playing players who were purchased during this ban. Yeah, is that... Did I read correctly that it's actually going to go down as a Celtic victory, the two Sion games? Like, that was what it'll officially go down as? I heard yeah, it I was 3 nils. 2 3 yeah, because yep. yeah, I read... There was a little comment in the Scotland on Sunday today saying, um, <laughs> "Will uh, Celtic sixth in the get win over Switzerland? Bring up questions over the gulf and class between Scots and Swiss teams at the moment." Uh, <laughs> so there you go. It's not all doom and gloom. No, it's a great result in Europe, but I think it's a bit of an almost embarrassing sort of way to get into degree. But you know, you've got to take it. I think Celtic and Scotland have to take it. And to be honest. As much as it's not the best way, you would rather that they'd went through on merit winning the game. I think Sion, they knew before the first game was played that the likelihood was if they played those players, that would happen. So, they're on fault really, isn't it? They got told that they couldn't play those players, that they weren't permitted yeah, to. And they still played them and they paid the consequences. So, I think we've just got to take it. And hopefully, Celtic can maybe... You know, use that as a sort of platform to actually maybe play a bit better in the group stages. Yeah, uh, John, 
on our previous podcast we discussed supporting your your rivals in in Europe. What's your view on it? Like for me, when I I was I was glad that Celtic managed to get back into the the group stage, uh, and I think it's good for the coefficient. I I'm not sure I'm going to be jumping up and down if they win, but I want them to do well. So what's your view on that? Uh, no, I would I would agree. I like to see all Scottish teams do well in in Europe. Um, to an extent, I listened to the the podcast actually when I think you were talking about that. And like yourself, I, I like the team to do well, but when it gets to semi-final, final team, final time, and it's maybe Rangers in the final, <laughs> I, I have to admit that I don't want Rangers to win the final. Um, I, I couldn't cope with that. I'd, I'd like to add also that obviously me being an Aberdeen fan, we're the, the last Scottish team to win a European trophy. Oh, oh, here we go! Here we go! I thought I thought I'd get that in, you know. Come on, um, that's, that sums up that sums up Aberdeen fans in one in one moment there. Yeah. You know, we was I wasn't even born, so you know, I don't count that. It didn't happen. It's one of the few things we can hold on to. to say. Um, so yeah, I was looking at the 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 Celtic group. They've got Atletico Madrid, Rennes, and Udinese. Who? So it's a pretty tough group. I think. Did Ren not try and buy Samaras? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think I think they both got accepted, but I think it was Samaras himself who, who he just he just wants to stay. <laughs> I think he's just got it cushy. You know what would have happened if he'd moved? He would have went and scored a couple against Celtic because that's just the way football seems to work. <laughs> as yeah, as yeah. was, or sorry, it's is sorry, he's still there. So, um, don't. Get but one thing, one thing I was hearing about the the groups was. That, well, Celtic are obviously they're having to make do with Sion's the pot that they were in. That seemed weird, but then what can you do though? Because obviously Celtic, I think, would have been seeded higher than Sion if they'd been there. But yeah, you would have to go back to the draw and start from scratch, and that just seems like it was it was a horrible mess anyway. To be honest, I think. I mean, you had the same. Well, you had a similar kind of issue with the Champions League as well, where. Um, Fenerbahce. It was Fenerbahce. I was trying to remember which which Turkish team was, and they had to drop out. And I think Trabs once swore, if I said that correctly. I think they just got they finished. They were the next team in the league, and they just put them in instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose the difference was that they went straight to the group stage. They hadn't played a game. Um, I mean, I've seen I've seen matches be replayed. You know, I suppose that was always an option. But I think yeah. the problem was time. You know, I think they need to get something done because I don't think it's that long till the group stages kick off, is it? Well, it's less than two weeks. Yeah, so think. they couldn't really have played. I, I do remember going to Montrose Arbroath Scottish Cup game, and um, Arbroath won the first game one 0 at Lynx Park, but they fielded an ineligible player, so they made them play it again. <laughs> and Montrose got a one-one draw and took it to Gayfield in one-two-one, which was great. I was there. Yeah, I think the the, the replay sounds. I don't know. Does it not sound sensible? To, because the the whole point was to find who's who's the better team between Sion and and Celtic. Who's the better team over the tie? And well, we've not really found that out, have we? Yeah, but I think it was just time, you know, you, to organise that again. And I think the problem is Sion are going to appeal. You know, it's not officially done yet. I don't think they'll get back in. But oh, they're definitely they're definitely appealing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they get two appeals, which I just don't get this appeal and appeal, appeal. I just don't know. Appeal the appeal and then... Uh... Yeah, because this was already an appeal of an appeal. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're confusing me now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think 
it's it's good to have them back in it. Maybe they don't deserve to be there, but however way you look at it, at least we've got a representative in the league. And to be honest, you know, it might from from your point of view, Craig, as a Rangers fan, it might well work in your favour if Celtic are having to play midweek games. If that's one way you could look at it. Oh, they're playing a a Thursday game immediately prior to the Sunday Old Firm. So yeah, that's positive. There you go. So that's one good thing. I don't know if you want to use that to maybe move on to the club, that's seamless club football. Club football <laughs> that is that's seamless. Club football <laughs> is returning next week, thankfully, because another debate we've had on the phone before club or country, and I know that I've always one who tends to lean much towards the club. I do enjoy seeing Scotland, and I'm a Scotland fan, but it never kind of means quite as much to me as uh, as Hearts do. Yeah, so. Uh, predictions wise, John, you 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 know from uh, standing in the the predictor on the, on the site that I'm not very good at it, but I do like to give it a go. So the first game that I was going to cover was the the lunchtime kickoff on the tenth, which is Dundee United versus Rangers, which is live on ESPN, and this game is normally normally filled with goals. So I was going to go for, and I do have my my blue tinted glasses on here. I'm going to go for a three one victory for Rangers, just because. <laughs> Laurie, what are you thinking? I sorry, I wasn't prepared for this, so I'm just uh, I'm just looking through the games now and trying to think one up. Um, yeah, we're going to go two one Rangers. I think it'll be one of those ties where it's close. United are always up for it. And um, I think they might just just sneak at Rangers in the end. Two one Rangers, I'll go. Right, John, what do you think? Uh, well, I just like to add, I'm doing not bad in the predictor. I'm only four points off the lead, so I'm doing not too bad. Yeah, pleased with that. You've been very impressive so far. Uh, yeah, we, we I think uh, we mentioned that the other week as well. Yep, you've been yeah. one of the one of the stronger performers from the forum members. I don't know if I can can I predict a Rangers victory. I <laughs> um, go for it. You know you want to. Oh, it's it's tough. Um, no, probably Rangers will have a wee bit too much. Um, I think Dundee United have lost a lot of players that were very influential from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Rangers will probably sneak it. I'll go 1-0 to Rangers. Right, so Rangers fan John goes 1-0 Rangers. No, Aberdeen fan. All right, oh, that was a, a slip of the tongue there. Oh, all right. I'll get it right next time. So it's Rangers fan. Right? I'll get it right <laughs> next time. Right. Edit. <laughs> so the next match up is Celtic against Motherwell, and Motherwell have been doing well this season so far. But I think Celtic have also been doing well. So and it's Celtic at home. So I'm going to go for a two 0 victory to Celtic. Um, I've put two 0 down as well. I'm just. Couldn't think of anything else. Um, <laughs> Motherwell, a decent team, but Celtic are usually good at Parkhead. Not going to, <laughs> not always, as St Johnston. St Johnston, yep. I happily found out. Well done to them. But um, yeah, we don't often see Celtic losing at Parkhead. So I'll go, I'll go 2 0 Celtic. Um, well, I think Celtic will have a can maybe lifted by getting back into Europe. That wonderful um, six in the aggregate win. We feel, yeah, feel like that's, a, that's a humping. That's a demolition. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've obviously signed that new boy, Bangura, who's, as Craig commented, looks like he's had a hard paper round because he's claiming he's, claiming he's 22. Aye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aye, he's, uh, he's definitely kidding us on. Definitely. So 
maybe someone needs to check out his passport. Um, but no, I think Celtic will probably be too strong for Motherwell. Um, they'll get back on track with a win. I'll go 2-1 to Celtic. Hey, I just had a thought there. The Because Sion had been kicked out, does that mean that the, the two legs didn't didn't happen and BFD, Mistorovic, <laughs> his red card, will that be forgotten? Oh, it still stands, I read. Does it? That's a bit weird, isn't Does it? it? That's... Yeah, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I read it still stands, which I found surprising myself. So he got sent off and Celtic still won 3-0. That's quite good. Oh, in the first minute as well. I know. No, no. That's fantastic, It was an amazing one. Yeah. So in the next game up is Inverness against Hearts and... Laurie will probably beat me up if I go against Hearts, so I'll, I'll have to. <laughs> I'll have to choose two one to Hearts. Well, no, I would prefer you went for Inverness because you're rubbish and you always predict the wrong score. So. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> go five nil Inverness for that would do me fine. Um, I've went one nil Hearts. I, we're we're playing quite well. I didn't think we were fantastic against Hibs, but we're solid. We're knocking it about, and Sergio seems to have an attitude that we can go away and play like that as well, which wasn't always the way Jeffries like to set up. So I think Inverness are improving. They started the season kind of poorly, I think, but they're looking like they're um, getting a bit better. They got their first uh, win of the season, which will give them some confidence. But I think we're looking quite solid, and I'll go um, 1-0 Hearts. Right. John, what do you think? Um, I'll go with Paul Band's theory of they're always been a 0-0. <laughs> uh, it's done him well, yep. Yeah. As he's sitting in third place. Um, and the predictor, so yeah, I'll predict now now in that one. And the next game up is Kamarnock versus Dunfermline, and I think I'm going to follow John and Paul Ban's uh, theory that there's always a nil nil. So yep, I'm going to go nil nil for that one. Why don't you just predict six nil nils each week? Then you're bound to at least get one score right for a change. <laughs> for a change, you're right. <laughs> but I would do a lot better if I did that. Just yeah. go six nil nils. Um, I've not went 0-0 uh, I've went 3-1 Kilmarnock um, I think they are looking decent enough so are Dunfermline but at home I'll expect them to get a couple of goals and then maybe Andy Kirk to sneak one for Dunfermline but aye 3-1 Kilmarnock there you go what about you John? Uh, well I think Dunfermline's still undefeated aren't they? Mm, is that right? no 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 they got beat by or have they lost a game? They got beat by Motherwell. That's who they, be- they got beat by Motherwell. Didn't they? No, no, St. Mirren got beat by Motherwell, didn't they? Dunfermline got beat by someone. Didn't they? Am I going mad? Oh, Try and get a table. Perhaps they one. did get beat by somebody, but I can't remember who it was. They've um... had a good start. They... Oh, yeah, Motherwell did beat them. Aye, they did get beat. I saw... I knew... Aye, 4-2-0. Doubting myself there. God, yeah. it's not like me. Uh... <laughs> But they still, still got a good start to the season. Aye, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely surprised, well, me who had them down as relegation favourites. Although that, that could still happen, but... Ireland but, is, yeah, but yeah, no, they'll be pleased with that. So, aye, fire away, John. Um, I don't know. Um, I think Kelly will probably win. Um, I watched them recently against, I think it was Hibs, when they won 4-0. Was it 4-0? 4-0 or 4-1? 4-1. Um, Do you feel I think that's, at home, Kelly. That's that's against Hibs. So that's like comparing. That's like watching someone play against Aberdeen, isn't it? You can't really take count yeah. that. Yeah, with a kind of similar poorness. Yeah. <laughs> similar, similar ineptitude. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take Kelly to win two 0 I think. 
2 right. Yeah. And the final game on the Saturday is St Mirren against St Johnson. And I've learned from my mistakes. I've previously said that St Johnson, there's no chance they'll ever score. But Sandaz has proved me wrong. So I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory to St Johnson and Sandaz to score first. I've went a reverse. I've went 2-0 St Mirren. I've been impressed with St Mirren. Extremely, I think St Johnston are looking a bit better. As you say, they've actually got the goals, but I think it'll be a hard place to go in a fancy St Mirren for a 2-0 win. And I can't be bothered predicting the scorers, so I'm not going <laughs> to. No, I just thought I would throw in that cheeky Sandaza. <laughs> just throw in a cheeky Sandaza, as Aye. you do. Yeah, I've been impressed by St Mirren as well. Um, I actually went to see them a couple of weeks ago against Morton. In the League Cup game. Mm-hmm. I listened to that game. Yeah, actually. It sounded like a good game. But I listened to the yeah, it was really so. good. Um, one of my friends that was a Morton fan said, you fancy coming along? And there was actually 5,000 at the game, which was pretty impressive. That is impressive. I guess yeah. your reply was, well, it can't be any worse than watching Aberdeen. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> well, I watch a team win for a change, so <laughs> you said. We'll move on from that, Aberdeen. We'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> but no, St Mirren, I think they're playing some nice football. Um We've got an attacking team with Teal, Hasselbank, Thompson and McGillan, who looks quite impressive, kind of playing as a playmaker. But no, I think I think St Mirren will win 2-0. I think I'll go with that. And uh, on the Sunday's game is uh, Battle of the Titans. <laughs> Hibs against Aberdeen. Relegation dogfight. <clears throat> um, see, the only thing about this is they, they can't both lose. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm going to go for I, I think I, I think that, I, that somehow they could both capitulate to lose. <laughs> That's how bad they are. Can I put them both to lose somehow? I've not decided yet how it's possible. I just think that's how bad they are just now. <laughs> I'm going to go for a, a nil-nil for this one because I, I just I don't know. I think Gary Connor's done very well. This start of the season, so I'm tempted to say that he's going to score a goal, but I think it'll be a draw. So it's either 1 1 or 0 0, but I'm going to go 0 0. I did start with 0 0, but I put 1 1, and not just because you went 0 0, and I don't trust you, but uh, <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, Hibs look like he could score a goal, especially against Aberdeen, who look a bit a bit rotten as well, as they say. Um, I think it may be just be a case of they cancel each other out. I wouldn't be surprised if Aberdeen won it, especially because it's Easter Road, and I think Hibs maybe feel the pressure there even more. And you know what? Although Petodre's a bit of an empty cauldron these days, you know, they usually have a good away support, Aberdeen. So maybe that'll help them on, and maybe I'm just being optimistic for them. But 1 1, I couldn't decide who was worse, so that's why I went 1 1. I will, but I was struggling a bit away from home, uh, at home as well. Um, <laughs> we've, not even scored, we've not even scored a goal away from home yet. Um, and we've conceded six, so oh, I don't know about Hibs as well. I've just got Griffiths, which I think will be a good signing. Oh, definitely, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have quite liked him myself. There was rumours um, that we were in for him, but I think he, Craig Brown denied it. Um, I also read actually somewhere that supposedly I've been trying to get James McFadden for six months. Yeah, I heard that as well, yeah. Um, which shows a bit of ambition, maybe, or just it's one of those ones to try and get the fans on side to be honest I'm a bit I, I, that's one of these moves I just think is like James McFadden James was never going to go to Aberdeen and Aberdeen were never going to be able to pay James McFadden enough to I think Wolves are still the front runners for him and Everton have been looking at him 
There's, there's no way Aberdeen were going to sign James McFadden. I, I would have said the same for my team. I don't think the Hearts would be able to sign him either. And I don't think they could afford them uh, if he was fit. But I think the fact that he's had so many troubles, I think that he's needing to take a, a, a step back and, and really just prove himself again that he can do it. And, I, and yeah, I thought something like Aberdeen could have happened, especially in the, the first half of the season, just a, a kind of loan deal. Oh, well, Although he, he doesn't have a club, so I'm not sure how he got a loan deal. I was about <laughs> to say. From his bub. <laughs> um, I just thought it was one of those that it's almost like saying, you know, well, Hearts, we, we bid for Lionel Messi, you know. We didn't get him, but, you know, at least we bid for him. It's like, well, you better go in and try to get a player that you can get than... Oh, you don't want to bid for Messi. Was it the, the French president, uh, a football club? He, he bid for Messi and ended up getting suspended. Uh, oh, it was a few yeah. months ago, and he, he, yeah, I saw that. he came out and he said that he was going to spend his time in the pub. I thought it was just brilliant. Um, but on you go. So we're interrupting JB's uh, and his prediction there. <laughs> we- oh, that's all right. Um, I, I'll I'll be bold and say that we'll win. We'll win one nil. Um, that's not too bold. <laughs> well, I win. That, I that's win. being bold. Say that we'll win. That, that's enough. Send your score. Um, <laughs> aye, aye, exactly. So I'll go for. Chalali, our, our recent signing. I'll take him to become an instant hero and score. So, well, that, that brings us to the, the end of the podcast. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's been a good one tonight, uh, despite the, the the topic of uh, as pretty much uh, drawn yesterday, this Scotland game, and, well, effectively ending our, our qualification campaign. But, yeah, I've enjoyed tonight. Thanks for coming on. Laurie again, thanks for being a co-host thanks John for being our special guest. No problem thanks for having me. Uh, It's been good and we'll we'll visit the the predictions again in next week's show and well hopefully we've got something positive to say about Tuesday night and if I'm lucky I'll be able to watch it but I'm not sure if I'll be able to wangle that. To be be honest (laughs) you'd be be better just uh, staying in the good books Craig I think (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's no worth it now <laughs> yeah yeah you're right Hi. but yeah thanks thanks again for joining us and, and see you next week cheers guys catch us later cheers see you